Hello and welcome to the Cool Tribe podcast. My name is Alan O'Donovan and I'm your host. This podcast is powered by Cloud Forest. Cloud Forest is a climate action company whose mission is to create 100 forests for the planet along Ireland's wild Atlantic way. This week we chatted with John Kybert from Stepping Stone Forest. John is a well-known figure in his local community for his involvement with Tala Litter Mugs and Dotter Action Group. And in 2020, he set up Stepping Stone Forest after hearing about the Mayaweki method of planting online. A Stepping Stone Forest is a small, urban, densely planted woodland using native species of trees and shrubs. Due to the dense nature of the planting, the trees and shrubs grow very rapidly. Over the last two years, John has worked tirelessly to get Stepping Stone Forests in schools all over Tala and beyond. In 2020, John was awarded a Climate Ambassador Award for Outstanding Achievement by Antashka's Environmental Education Unit. So, without further ado, let's get straight into it. Hello and welcome to the Cool Tribe podcast. My name is Alan O'Donovan. I'm your host. Uh, I'm here with Bernard Pender. Hi, everybody. And John Kybert. Uh, good morning. Lovely to have you here. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah, delighted to be here. So we'll just go straight in. And uh, if you want to tell us a bit about your background, you know, your childhood, where you grew up, and uh, we'll go from there. Oh, you want to start with the boring stuff? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was born in Parmesan, but I was reared in uh, Finglas. Um, when I had to do a guard of vetting uh, a while back, I discovered we'd lived in a lot of addresses when I was very young. So I reckon my parents might have been on the run, maybe a kind of bunny <laughs> and Clyde. I don't know. We, we lived in a lot of addresses. Every year we seemed to change address. But anyway, we settled in, in Finglas and uh, I was reared in Finglas West. Uh, went to school to Patrician College. Uh, wasn't smart enough to get enough points to go to university, so I went straight into school. I went straight into work uh, with the Agricultural Credit Corporation, which is no longer exists. And was that was that a sort of what was the, the what came from that decision? What was behind the decision to go into the company? Was it a? Uh, there was a very very high unemployment rate. Okay, and they offered me a job, so yeah. it was as simple as that. Pay good in get. Ab- absolutely, um, and involved getting two buses because that was on. They were in Harcourt Street. And I lived in Finglas, so I was involved getting two buses. What age were you when you started there? Uh, 18. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I suppose from there, did you? how long did you stay there? I stayed for 22 years, and wow. I, I remember when I was leaving, I had to give a kind of a farewell speech, and I mm. said, well, I worked in the Agricultural Credit Corporation, which is a finance house for um, agriculture. Uh, ultimately, it became a bank. And I said, after 22 years, I'm leaving here and I don't know anything about banking and I don't know anything about <laughs> agriculture. I said, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> and just I did. Shows it. Just shows it. Just you. So from there, where, where did you go? Where did you well, I, find I, yourself? I left with the ambition of setting up an online florist. Okay. This is the web was in its very, very early s- stages. Mm. Um, and um, I really... Looking back now, it was just a bit crazy. I, I really didn't know what I was doing. But um, I learned a lot in the process. But then, uh, unfortunately, uh, I had a marriage breakup, and that just blew everything off course. Mm. So I had to kind of get back into kind of um, more meaningful employment and kind of steady employment. Mm. Um, so I went into business with an ex-ACC colleague of mine, and we, we ran a, a property company. Not that I didn't know a whole lot about property either, but you know, I winged it for the previous 22 years. I figured I could do it again, yeah. which I did. Um, and then, uh, then I came across a, a, a guy down in Cork who really knew about 
uh, search engine optimization. Mm. It wasn't one of these guys who was kind of, you know, I'll, I'll sell you the, the dividend. I'll you get you, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll get you up to the top of, you know, but it has to be the most obscure kind mm. of search term and I'll get you there. He, this guy was his, his Mickey Mouse mom and pop uh, website that he developed with his wife down in Cork um, ranked number one for years for the word diet. Wow. Number one. And so we, we initially set up the business with the idea. Sorry, I went into business with him. So we initially set up the, uh, the business with the idea of selling online diets because okay. his wife was a, a dietitian. Um, but shortly after that, AdSense was released. Yes. And what happens to a website that's number one uh, for the word diet and a load of other diet-related words, um, and you put AdSense onto that website, you get a lot of revenue. Mm. So selling diets was still in the mix, but really we just became well, yeah. a, a, an engine for generating ads for, for Google. So we just went into overdrive and created more websites. All weight-related, we had weight loss was another one that we ranked highly for. Calories, one stage of research for calories in anything, calories in a bottle of Bally Gown that's in front of me there, um, our, our webpage, the webpage on our calorie website would come up. And that went really, really well. And then we got found out. And <laughs> so um, that business kind of ran, ran down a bit. Um, and then I, I stumbled around doing bits and pieces, kind of uh, so-called consultancy. But again, I, I, I became that kind of car salesman, you know, yeah, trying to sell yeah. stuff that I didn't really know a whole lot about. But it, it got me through. And by the time I came to being 60, I had qualified for my old bank pension. And I decided, right, I'm going to just step back for a little while yeah. and try and do something that I enjoy. Yeah. And just, I suppose, to go back to the start of that, was was... That entrepreneurial sort of drive always in you to go into business with, say, the different people, or no, I wouldn't have thought so. No, um, no I, I was, I was very comfortable in in, in the structure that mm. the banks uh, kind of gave me, but um, and I, but I did, I did have, I did have a kind of an adventurous streak because I, I, I worked in treasury and I ended up being the treasury manager, and so I love the thrill of trading in the markets yeah. and. It, it was big money at, in those days, but it wasn't. It wasn't by comparison to today's standards. It, it, you know, it's not a lot. But um, yeah, there was thrill, and, and I went through a currency crisis, mm. and that gave me sleepless nights. So yeah, y and you are kind of an entrepreneur at that stage because yeah. it's just you and the market and your boss looking over your shoulder saying, "Jesus, you're in the hole here now. How are you going to get out of this? Do you sell? Do you kind of double up? What do you do?" So that that kind of probably would have invoked a little bit of the entrepreneurial mm. spark. Um, and then uh, my boss got shafted and then his boss got shafted and then ultimately it trickles down. Yeah. So I was, I was, you know, you could stay on, but you're not going to be the boss anymore. Yeah. Um, it just, you're just going to be trading. And I, I'd kind of decided, to, you know, trading is a younger man's game. Yeah. I'd had enough of it. It, it really is wearing because when you have a trading position on, you don't sleep. You mm. know, everything that happens in the news affects your trading position potentially yeah so you have to you have to be double guessing right okay um margaret thatcher's now got a third term what the hell is that going to do yeah. what's that going to do for the uk market which has a knock-on effect to the irish market so it's not you know non-stop yeah 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 you, you and you've got to be able to switch off mm. you know so and as young kids and i said right it's time to do that so i just I decided I'd, I'd leave the bank without having <laughs> a job to go to yeah um so that's where I was kind of, then, then you are living on your, on yeah. your wits to a yeah, certain yeah. extent, especially when the, the separation happened because then you're kind of, 
you're like you're cut adrift in a number of different ways. Mm. Um, so, get back to the question. I've yeah, the yeah, question yeah. Uh, I suppose if we if we move on then to to uh, you, you get these businesses and it's it's interesting actually the uh, the diet and the SEO. It's a lot of that is timing how the AdSense came in. I think that's that's an interesting sort of yeah. It that, just shows you. Well, that was, uh, that was one of these things we, were, we raised. Uh, we didn't need a lot of money to get going, but we were raising money from some external investors. And um, we'd, got, we'd got enough on board, enough people on board. But then we had to go back just before the money was kind of on board and say, by the way, we're just changing the business model. Yeah. Instead of selling all these diets, we're going to be just generating ads. Mm. And um, it's passive. We don't really, we don't have to sell anything. Yeah, with the, with the diets you have to get out there and you have to promote and you got to you got to do your marketing. With the ads, you just put them up and, and the revenue flows in. And That's I mean, it was, yeah. it was it was it was significant revenue. Mm. So so John, just um, you you said then when you got to your early sixties, you're you're deciding you were going to do something that you you love doing or you 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 really like doing. Is that the right or? Yeah, it, it was. I, I you know going back to, I suppose I I lost over my, my childhood, but I, when I was a child, I was always interested in, in nature. Mm. Um, and we lived very close to farmer's fields. So during the summer, I, my, my abiding memory of, of, of the summer when I was, you know, from 12 onwards, was I'd disappear at maybe 9 o'clock in the morning, and I wouldn't come home until 6 o'clock that evening. I'd be starving, and my mother didn't seem to mind that I was gone for that long. Um, and I'd be just tramping around fields and exploring and, and spotting a hare in the distance or, a, a, you know, a kestrel in the air. That kind of stuff, that really gave me a buzz. I mm. really en- enjoyed it. So, uh, But then I kind of continued on as an adult, uh, being, a, as I often say, I'm an environmental tug, you know, just, yeah. you know, didn't really give a second thought to what the consequences were of me using all this plastic or buying a big, car or whatever it might be um so i never gave a second thought to it but uh bef- just as i was kind of coming towards my retirement stage probably back in 2017 i met a group of people who were picking litter in my local park and i said oh well, right that's good i think i'll join in with that you know because park was in a pretty unpleasant state and we we got into that and through that i met other people uh, from Daughter Action, which is a group that's uh, their 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 main aim is to protect the daughter and the catchment area around around the daughter, and these people were real environmentalists. I mean, I, I I remember when one of the guys turned around to me when we were in standing in the water one day put, pulling cans and bottles out of it, and he said, "When did you become an environmentalist?" And I looked at him and said, "What? Who is he? Is he talking to me?" And uh, and he said, "Yeah, you know what you're doing here is you know." caring for the environment and uh, that made me think and said maybe okay and 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 one thing led to another these people as i say true environmentalists really really have a a, a, a you know that they, they really consider you know what's around them and how they can not do damage and how they can stop other people doing damage and repair what other people have done in in, in whatever way that they can um so i just i just felt comfortable i was comfortable in my skin with these people so they're my new tribe, if you like. Mm. And I suppose um, w- when you met Dotter, was that was that um, the sort of first the first um, step into uh, 
litterbugs and stepping stones? Well, no, the, the litterbugs existed um, before. They, they, it was it, the other action people were attracted to the fact that there was this group called litterbugs. Okay. And why we call litterbugs? Because only a mug goes around picking up other people's litter. Mm. Obviously, I like that. So, um, so they 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 kind of infiltrated us, I suppose. Right. And. Um, and then I found, you know, they were doing other projects that kind of got me outside the park because we were only doing a cleanup once a month, and they were doing other stuff in, in other stretches of the of of, the, of that stream. That my park, the, the Whitestown stream, runs through it, but it's it's, it's le- it leads into the Dodder. Mm. So that's why they have an interest in, in the Whitestown stream because what starts off in Whitestown stream ends up in the Dodder. Yeah. Um, so they were doing other stuff and uh, more interesting stuff, and some of it was really heavy duty. We. I worked on a project that they was named was named um, the the Bottle Swamp, and it was literally, I mean, it was an, an area that was like a swamp, and it was just wall to wall plastic and cans and just rubbish. And this is seriously heavy duty stuff. But it kind of for some reason or other, I got some kind of kick out of kind of yeah. helping clean that up. And, and so they, they and they were into they're into a, kind of a whole variety of different things. So that 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 definitely piqued my interest. Um, uh, but I still I still stay, stayed separate. Yeah, you know the Lenomugs continued in parallel and at this age what like how much time are you dedicating to this work i was still really only just weekend stuff yeah. you know um I, I still you know hadn't hadn't quite retired so i still had to do bits and pieces to try and kind of uh put some bread on the table um so but it was it was it was i was making more and more time during the week yeah. The, because a lot of the people in, in Daughter Action, they're retired as well. Mm. Um, so they have time off during the week. So somebody might say, well, do you have time on a Wednesday? Okay, I'll make time on a Wednesday. To, so you, to sl- you slowly become more and yeah, more yeah, entrenched yeah. in the... Uh, yeah, it was a reverse takeover, I'm sure, but I'm convinced. <laughs> the more I think about it now, they, they, they took they took me over, all right. So I suppose, where where did that lead to? What was the, the formation of, of the Stepping Stone? Um, the Stepping Stone... Forest Project is a product of COVID-19. Right. It's a COVID-19 child for sure. Um, I was, I, I don't know what I was doing. I was, but I was spending a lot of time on, on the internet because we were locked down. We could go 2K and then we could go 5K. You couldn't really go a whole lot, you know, and there's only so many times you can walk the dogs and they were, I mean, they were nearly kind of hiding their leads. I've been mm. walking them so much. So mm. it's just, um, so I came across the, the Miyawaki method I actually came across it through a TED talk by a, a guy called um, Shibendu Sharma, yeah. uh, who had interned under Miyawaki, and he'd learned about this highly unusual forestry method, which um, is highly unusual and highly unconventional if you compare it to forestry methods that we would employ here in, in Ireland. Um, but it intrigued me, and... Um, what intrigued me was that it could be done on a really small scale that you could do them on basically the size of a tennis court. Mm. Um, and I said, okay, that's, that's, that's something I could do. That's for sure something I could do. And, and, but I was just trying to think, how, how would I make it happen? Um, and one day during lockdown, I, I was out walking the dog. He wasn't thankful for this walk yet again. Um, and he... I was looking up this hill, and, and, and there was a tractor, a huge rig, like a big agricultural tractor pulling uh, pulling a mower behind it. And I was going up and down this expanse of grass, spewing out huge amounts of, of CO2 to what? To maintain a green desert? Because that's mm. what grass is. It's a green desert. 
Um, so this thing is destroying any kind of possible biodiversity there, and it's spewing out CO2 at the same time. What's the point of that? And then I started looking around parks and said, parks, have, you know, they have all of this green expanse and, and all they're doing is just cutting it and they'll be doing that in 100 years' time, spewing out CO2. We need trees. Yeah, We need trees. So I contacted a, a, a guy that I know in uh, the council and said, I have this idea. I said, you have the land. I'll get the volunteers and I'll try and get corporate sponsorship uh, for it. And, some, and I kind of half expected him to bat it away. But he said... I might have the guy that um, might be worth talking to. So he put me in contact with another guy in, in the council who's in the parks department, and he said, you know, what, what's your idea? So I went through the idea, and I said, I've also found um, that there is an Irish group doing something similar to what I'm proposing, uh, and they're down in Limerick. And that was a group called Leave Ireland, who were part of Antashka, and they were doing mini forests and schools um, with an educational overlay. Yeah. Uh, so they were very, very helpful in kind of getting me going in terms of working out costings and working out practicalities, that kind of stuff. And they invited me down. Mm. So myself and two guys from the council went down to Limerick and we saw two of these forests. And the moment I walked into it, I said, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm yeah. definitely doing this. And no, I don't care if the council, you know, support me or not, but I'm definitely doing this. And, and was that the... Was that the setup, or was it the people? Was it the uh, no? It was just the, the fact that I could see here are tra- trees that were yeah. planted twenty months ago. Yeah. In in this dense fashion that the Japanese uh, guy uh, promotes, and I said it works. These trees are some of them are twenty feet tall. Yeah. You know, and and they're dense. You know, it's a, the only description I could give is it, this was a mini forest, mm. a little forest. So I'm definitely doing it. So and the guys from the council they seem to be very taken by it. Yeah. So we came back and very quickly, um, the, the guys from the council, in fairness, the South Dublin County Council, they came back and said, look, tell you what, we'll, we'll provide you with the piece of land, we'll provide you with the mulch, we'll provide you with the, the trees, you just come up with the volunteers and organise it. Mm. And, and we did. So, so I suppose, just to interrupt, uh, do you want to tell us how, so how the first forest, what's the process behind building the forest? I know Maya Wacky method, and that, that was the inspiration, but... Did you alter it at all? Was there a refinement to make it yeah, more Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I, I, while I say Miyawaki was the inspiration, mm. we don't follow his methods yeah. slavishly. Um, I learned that from a very uh, smart lady called uh, Rachel Freeman, who's a lecturer in horticulture in TU in Blanchardstown. And she was saying, there's no need to be testing Irish soils. Most Irish soils will, will support trees, so you don't need to be doing that. You probably don't need to be enhancing Mm. which is two, both of those are elements of, of the Miyawaki yeah. you know test the soil address the deficiencies she said you can probably get away with most of those unless you find you know you're in a very very kind of barren area yeah. for some reason but she said most of the areas that you're planning on will not you know they'll, they'll support first so so what I did okay I'm going to dispense with that that's good because I wouldn't really have had a clue how to test soil anyway mm. um so the other then elements that he uses are um, mulching. They use in, in, in the, the, the guy in India who, who was my inspiration as a proxy for, for Miwaki, who was very old by the time I discovered yeah, him, and he, yeah. he unfortunately died last year. Mm. Um, he, he was using diff- different kinds of mulching, uh, but the guys down in uh, Leaf Ireland, 
they were using cardboard, a newspaper. I said, okay, I can, I can get that. Yeah. That's free. Um, and it's biodegradable. And wood chip mulch uh, goes on top of that. Um, and, then, and then you leave it. Uh, and that, that is to exclude any competition from grasses and from other plants. And it enhances the soil. Mm. It kind of begins to break down. The soil creatures stay near the surface during, uh, this is done, put down over the wintertime. It keeps, it's like a warming blanket. It keeps the top soil kind of warm. So the, the creatures, like the, the worms at the surface, they'll stay near the surface rather than retreat down yeah. to get away from the cold. Uh, so the soil is actually being enhanced all the time. And then um, after about six months, you come in and then you plant bare root trees. They have to be planted between um, basically the beginning of November to Patrick's Day in, in March. That's right. your window of opportunity. Um, they're dormant, so that's why you've got to get them in, in in that window and then hope you get some rain yeah, yeah. Uh, for them to, to bed in. The reason we go bare root, they're easy to handle, they're sm- smallish, relatively small, and they're the cheapest chips. You know, one one sapling will be less than a euro in, in most cases. Mm. Um, so, so that's the method. It's kind of do the soil prep, leave it for a while, then come in, plant the trees. You do a little bit of um, weeding and staking right. as required. Uh, and then after two to three years, you just leave it. And Because Miyawaki's uh, mantra was, the best care is no care. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, he said it in Japanese. I speak <laughs> Japanese. So what was the first school, uh, the first stepping stone forest? Where was that? Um, yeah, actually, you're right, because the one that we did in, in, in the uh, park with the council, it's called a, a mini woodland stroke stepping stone yes, forest. Yes, so, yes, yes. Um, uh, the council hasn't quite committed to <laughs> the notion, which is a bit strange because when I was, um, when I was trying to come up with a name, I, I spotted that, they use a stepping stone in their biodiversity plan mm. as you know they were talking about having these oases throughout the urban environment and and creating stepping stones for the for the wildlife and i kind of oh right okay what i'll do is i'll just repackage their terminology and feed it back to them yeah and hopefully they'll say yeah that's exactly what we were thinking <laughs> which of course i took it from their plan but anyway um so the first stepping stone forest um sorry I, once we had done that with 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 the council um what happened was the planting was blown off course because there was another COVID lockdown. Mm. So we weren't able to do the planting in, in, in the March. So we were going to have to wait until we got into the, the bare roots uh, season again in, in November. And also the issue was, like, I didn't know really what the councils, what were they doing? Was this an experiment? And, and when would they decide this experiment was a success? If it was three years, that's too late. Mm. You, know, I, you know, I can't wait for that. So I, I was thinking, where else can I get these forests in? And... I can't use public land until the council say, yes, off you go. So where else can I go? And I thought about um, industrial estates. There's lots of green land. And then a, a businessman told me, well, there'll be, there'll be issues about antisocial behaviour. might encourage antisocial behaviour. And then I thought, schools, they're all fenced off. Uh, but I just didn't know how much space they had. Mm. So it turned out most of them have space. Um, so who was the first school I went to? Sacred Heart in um, Sacred Heart Junior School in Killarney, and um, it was actually they made they reached out to me, and I thought they were I thought they wanted to do a f- I thought they wanted to they'd heard something about what we had done in the park, and I thought they wanted to do something in the park, but actually said no no commit to the school. Yeah. I said well, you're talking my language, and I went in and I saw yes they have they have a piece of land so let's go for it. Um, I said. 
the only thing is I don't have any money. Yeah. So what do I do about that? Um, so I was um, part of a group called Tala Community Council, and um, I said, right, okay. I went to them and said, look, can, I, nobody will give me money as an individual. Yeah. But Tala Community Council is a registered charity, so I said, if if I if I kind of raise money for this, can we ring fence it and make sure that we use it for this? And they, that was that was agreed. Uh, so I made um, an application to Google. They have a community fund and just sent that off. I had to wait and see what would happen. In the meantime, I was trying to court a company called AWS, who Amazon Web Services, who um, TCC had had a relationship with. I didn't. It wasn't my relationship. But I did have, I did have direct contact with them and I, I was talking to them about the idea and they were kind of, yeah, yeah, it sounds like a great idea but not sure if we want to go for it. And um, then I was down in Limerick okay. for a short, it was when, when things got lifted during COVID and uh, we got myself, myself and my wife decided we'd go away for a weekend uh, for a break and I was sitting on the bed just going through my emails while Carol was unpacking and I kind of, oh, ooh, somebody wants to give me 28,000 euros. And it was Google. So I made a phone call to AWS and said, you know, you're, one of your sworn enemies is, is, offering, you, is offering us uh, 28 grand. You know, really, we should be in bed with you because we've, we've, mm. we've worked with you in the past. This is, this is something that, you know, we'd like to do with you. Um, and that afternoon, five o'clock that afternoon, I had an offer of, 28 or 33, I can't, rem- I can't remember what. We had 28 and then we got 33, or we had 33 and then we got offered 28. Um, so now, I, you know, nearly 60 grand, well, just over 60 grand. Um, so I went back t- to Google and said, thank you very much for the kind offer, um, but we've, we've got an offer from somebody else and um, we've got a, an existing relationship, so I think we'd prefer to go with them, but so thank you, mm. but th- no thanks. Um, and about... Two days later, I got a phone call from the guy on Google, and he said, I know who you're talking to. It's in AWS, and we both want to do it. Yeah. So now I really did have 60 uh, grand, over 60 grand. And, um, but the first, the first, I should go back and say, the, the first uh, guy to step up to the plate to put in money was a company called Tiger Reardon Motors in okay. Tala. They Because I bought my car from them, so I was using a little bit of kind of moral... User network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, and, um, but they, they, they stepped up. So that allowed me to at least say, yeah, mm-hmm. I can definitely do one and then this, then this thing. So it all kind of came together quite quickly. Mm. Um, and so then it, then it was a matter of just kind of, let's get a program together and try and roll it out. Yeah. And, and was, was there, um, I know it's not a business, but was there, it was the case of doing a business plan, doing a plan for, the program, how to roll out, or yeah, I, I, I no, I didn't have a business plan. I had an idea. I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Ad hoc is what yeah. you could really yeah, call yeah. me. I kind of do things on the, by the, 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 you know, seat of my pants. But it's, it's always, I mightn't be able to articulate it, but it's always pretty firmly mm. set in my head. I, I know what I want to do. I know where I want to go. I, I know. I have a fair idea of what my limitations are, and yeah. I know, you know, what my what my targets, you know, are realistic targets are. Um, so, and I think I think maybe perhaps uh, my colleagues in 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 uh, TCC Telecommunity Council weren't councils weren't um, they weren't comfortable with that, mm. 
And so we did try and put together some kind of a, a more of a structure on it, but you know, I, I found that a bit too limiting. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, you can only do five, and I kind of go, mm, well, why? Why yeah. can I only do five? Why can't I do ten? I'd really like to do fifteen, but you know, can we settle on the middle ground? And very reluctantly, you know, because schools were coming forward, you know, I was saying, well, I'm not turning down a school if we have the money. We have, we, I know we have the resources to do it. So let's let's do it. Um, so I think that you know, we had to decide. Look, that we're, 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 we've got different ambitions. Yeah. We might both want to do the same thing, but we just the scale is just different. So we went our own separate ways. Yeah. yeah. So we ended up um, getting seven done. And that was separate from uh, Tala Community Council. Um, so I had to kind of juggle some resources around the place and had to put a little bit of my own money into it um, just to get things done, to make sure that the, the, the project didn't lose momentum. Yeah, and it was done right. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, um, Amazon Web Services stuck with me. Mm. And they, they said, right, yeah, okay, we, we see what you're trying to do. We, we're, you know... We're happy with the level of ambition that you have. We, you've shown that you can do it. Um, so off you go. So for the second year, um, we they, they agreed to fund 10. Mm. That's the current planting season that we're in at the moment. Um, and I had a target of that I decided at the start of the year. We did 15 last year. We'll do, uh, we did seven last year. We'll do 15 this year. Because you're always trying to juggle, do you have enough uh, volunteers? That's that's the one thing I did want to ask. It's it's uh it's always it's always tough to get yeah people on the ground and people helping out. Yeah, and and these people are just absolutely the volunteers that that work on this project are just fantastic. They mm. literally they they give 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 and don't ask for anything back. All they all they want to do is just you know just see the project through. Um, you know. Working with the kids is, is you know, in, in, in some ways it's it's enough reward because yeah. if you see how how these kids react to something as simple as raking a bit of mulch, carrying buckets of mulch, you know, so that's that's the kind of reward. So, But anyway, coming back to the, yeah, we'd, we'd, AWS had, had said they'd fund 10 and I said, okay, right, I need to, I've got a deficit here, I've got to fund the, ne- the other five. So I applied um, to AXA Parks program for funding for for the other five. Um, so while I was waiting for that, uh, the result of that that grant uh, application to come through, I didn't know if I was going to get it or not. Um, I just sent out an email to uh, to the volunteers saying, "Look, right, we've now done our ten soil preparations. We've got funding in place for the for the trees for that for when we come into um, that. What's we're coming into it now in November, December, January, yes. February, March. Yeah. Um, but but we still don't know about the five. So when I when I hear about that, I'll get back to him. I got a phone call from uh, AWS, my uh, my contact in AWS. They say, "How much are you short?" I was no. It was actually the question was, "How much does each forest cost?" And I was kind of going, "Ooh, I'm, I'm, do, are they going to pull back a little bit yeah, on, on the yeah. ten? And I I told her, I said, "Look, it's actually a bit more than I thought because prices have gone up and that kind of stuff." And she said, "We'll we'll fund the other five. <laughs> Happy days. Okay, I've got my fifteen funding." Uh, 15 forests funded and uh, great so let's crank the machine back up again let's get out doing the soil prep and then, <laughs> then I got um, uh, the result of the access funding and they said yeah we're going to give you 10 grand as well so <laughs> five more, uh, s- same thing again um, and I kind of go right okay well I'm not going to turn it down um, 
So I went back to AWS. Said, "Look, thank you very much for the five. Can I can I maybe do something else with the, those? You know, the money that you give me for the five, because the access funding has to be spent in Tala, and that's where AWS were, money was to, was to be directed as well." And they said, "Okay, how do you fancy going to Blanchardstown? We've got a data center out there." And um, so I said, "Let's go for it. Let's get outside of our our comfort area. We'd only been working." in Tala and the Clondalkin area, which is basically AWS's uh, neighborhood, yeah. so to speak. Um, and so uh, very quickly, I, I have a great partner in, 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 in the Blanchardstown area. I didn't know her up until a year ago, but uh, somebody else introduced me to her. And um, I said to her, look, I need five schools in, in Blanchardstown and I need them in a hurry. And um, I went out with her and we visited five schools and we came back with five schools signed up um she's a brilliant brilliant salesperson and um and of course the idea sells itself in a lot of ways because you're going to a school with uh, you, you're going to them with a methodology you're going to them with the volunteers to do the work and you're going to them with the finance all they have to do is just get the package. kids to get involved and just provide the bit of land yeah um so now we were on uh 15 had become 20 and then i got another call from the AWS. And uh, my contact said, look, there's a school that I definitely want to have included in this year's uh, forest program. So could you make it 21? <laughs> so that we're at 21. It's more than I would have, uh, than I did target and that I would have chosen. But we'll do it. We will do it. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it just shows you the level of support that's, that's coming um, into what you're doing and, and the general um, sort of environmental movement the, to go from 15 to 21 in, what, a few months? Yeah, yeah, I was in danger. I mean, I kept my head down a bit. You know, I sent out the email, I said, by the way, folks, this is to the volunteers now. I said, by the way, folks, uh, do you remember I said it was 15 and I thought that was a bit of a stretch? Well, we're going to have to stretch ourselves to 21. Who's with me? Yeah. And, you know, it's just been amazing. The, pe the, the people just keep turning up and um, really work hard. And they're enthusiastically turning up. I mean, I'm not, I'm not beating or cajoling. I'm not yeah. begging, you know. Th these volunteers are just wonderful. Mm, it's incredible. So, I suppose twenty-one forests, and when 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 do you hope that they'll be planted in the ground? Um, if everything yeah, goes well, right, tw twenty-one forests actually is actually it's forty-two. Forty-two events. and yeah, it's forty-two yeah, events yeah, because you do your soil prep, and that's a kind of like you know it's all hands to the deck from basically from nine o'clock the the pre the pre planning goes in and the pre little bit of preliminary work goes up from 9 to 10 main body of volunteers arrive at 10 and we try to finish by 1 the mulch uh, moving the mulch is the, is the big that's kind of heavy duty stuff you mm. you know you're moving 15 cubic uh, meters of uh, mulch which is wet and soggy and kind of it's heavy um, and it's involved wheelbar wheelbarrows and, and buckets to move uh, to move it um, and funny enough the, the our biggest enemy is not the rain it's the wind because mm. when you put down the cardboard, whoosh, it's gone. If, the, if you get a gust of wind and you're, kind of, you're having this kind of thing, you've got to have a conveyor belt kind of system. Get the cardboard down, but have somebody ready with a wheelbarrow load of mulch to get it on top yeah. of it so it yeah, doesn't yeah. blow away. Um, yeah, so there are 42 events. Um, so we'll, we'll do all the soil preparations. We're in the last, uh, we've got six more, I think it is, to do uh, before the end of October. And then pretty much we're straight into 21 tree plantings. Right, so, uh, and that will be 
that will that'll start the, the preparations that we did earlier in the year April and May they'll be planted in, in in November and December and then the ones that we're doing at the moment uh will have probably less soil preparation time but we just to, to keep everything on track we'll we'll plant them yeah. January February and we'll probably end up going into March but when you go into March you're getting a, it's into a little bit dodgy territory you could have a, a dry spell in March mm. and the trees won't you know yeah. they just won't survive so I suppose we'll wrap up with uh, one last question. So what's what's the hopes for the future of Stepping Stone? I know once you get to March, that's that's the end of planting season. But beyond that, um what do you sort of what do you see in the next next year or two of Stepping Stone? Yeah, um we could we could we could continue on um going the way we're going. Uh but we, you know, at twenty one we really are stretching our resources. You know, you might, you know, conceivably you might get to 40, but not in our current, uh, we can't go any further than that in our current uh, uh, setup. Our idea is that we'll try to create a, a brand, Steps and Home Forest brand, and turn it into a franchise and maybe produce an ABC guide, mm. maybe some videos, instructional videos, and get people to be self-starters. And we might go out, the, the, the core volunteers that we have now um, might go out as a kind of a hand-holding exercise just to get people started. Yeah. And then they just go and they, d- they do it themselves. Um, maybe we'll be, we'll be kind of simpl- getting the, the investors, you know, the, the pe- people to fund it. Um, maybe we'll get the supplies ready for them. Um, the signage that we, we put up, um, provide that. And it, you know, they'll do it to our methods. Yeah. So it, it will be like will be like McDonald's. You know, you mm. open up McDonald's, well, you have to make it the McDonald's way. So we'll be saying, if you want to be a stepping stone forest, you have to do it the stepping stone forest way. And th- these are our methods. Mm. Now we're not going to be, you know, really rigid because the most important thing is people get trees in yeah. the ground. Yeah. But we'll be encouraging people to kind of stick to our methods and and really kind of create this brand so that you know when somebody. The bit I didn't talk about was putting up the, these signs. They're kind of some people think they're gaudy and whatever, but they're standing advertisements. So if somebody comes into a school and says, "Oh, what's that?" and they go down and they see the forest, they see the sign, and say, "Okay, I'd like one of these for my school." So yeah. that's that's the whole idea, Spread and this thing will just become self-perpetuating. And you know, Ireland for sure, every every school in Ireland that's mm. that's the target. Get get if, if a school has the land, get one into every school in Ireland. It's not like Ireland doesn't need more trees. Exactly, and then who knows after that. Amazing. So, uh, th- thanks for coming along, John. I uh, really appreciate it. And I just want to say it's very inspirational to hear your story. And I know me and Bernard went out to visit a few of the sites there earlier this month. And uh, it, was, it was an incredible sort of proof of what the amazing work you're doing. And I think it's, it's great. So, thanks well, for coming well along. Well done, John. You're more than welcome. Well done. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cool Tribe podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would be great if you could subscribe and share it with your friends and family. If you would like to learn more about the Cool Tribe, Cloud Forest, or our mission, be sure to visit our website at www.cloudforest.ie.